Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of the Universal Freemason Podcast. I am your host, J.T. Asher. I am president and founder of the Universal Freemason Research Society, which is a nonprofit organization aiming to help improve society by means of sharing Masonic philosophies. Uh, appreciate everyone hanging in there. The last episode that we did was on June 13th of this year. Um, it's September 5th. Uh, June 13th was my birthday, and uh, I appreciate everyone hanging in there and listening to the last episode almost 700 times while I uh, prepared to do this episode. Um, one of the things that's kept me sidelined a little bit um, is our weather here has been off the charts. Uh, we've been at 100 plus degrees every day for the last probably three or four weeks, it seems like. seems like three or four years. Um, that's continuing on into September here where every day we've had 102 to 104 degrees here in Salt Lake City, which is a good 30 degrees above where we should normally be. Uh, generally in September, everyone's excited because we know that summer is winding down and we can get a reprieve from our electric bills running our cooling and, uh, you know, and <laughs> get out of the heat. Um, my work... Uh, has me outside a lot and sometimes um, between the hours of 7 and 11 or maybe 7 and 10 30 um, I find myself on rooftops and fixing uh, heating and air conditioning units but I have uh, had to tell people after 10 o'clock, um, you know, we're going to have to think of some temporary means to cool your space because I can't risk my life to be on the roof at this point anymore. <laughs> so, and fortunately, um, um, everyone has understood and I have been able to uh, make other means to keep people cool in their uh, cushy offices, you know, so... Uh, so we've been hanging in there with that. Uh, hopefully we're going to get a break here in about the next week or so. And uh, I trust that um, all of you who listen are not having to put up with that so much. But it seems like this may be the way of the world, uh, you know, going forward uh, as the climate changes. And hopefully we can uh, do something as human beings to arrest the climate change and try to get ourselves back on track and have a, uh, you know, what we might deem as to be a normal summer. <laughs> so, but it's going to take some time and maybe those repairs as we change our ways, hopefully, um, I'm not sure that I will see it uh, anything uh, better uh, in within my lifetime, but hopefully for future generations this will improve. So I've had an instance here in the last probably three months uh, where I've been dealing with the question when... Justice seems to ignore 
the unjust, what do we do about that? Now, it's easy to throw in the towel and say, you know, things are going to are what they are. Just look the other way and, you know, and, and, and do your thing and don't worry about that. Just look the other way. What happens when you don't look the other way? You report the injustice to those that are supposed to take care of it, and nothing seems to get done. How disappointing is that? How much negativity can ride along in someone's psyche when they know that they've done everything correctly, they've seen an injustice, they've heard about an injustice, they've heard about this person, that you know, um, making pretty much life miserable for other people, and and they confront it, they report it as they're supposed to, and it's ignored by the people that are supposed to do something. So what what do we do? And this is something that I've been going through mostly now for the last three months. Historically, it's been happening around me for probably the last two years. And it keeps on coming up lemons and nothing seems to be getting done about anti-Semitic language, misogyny, vulgarity, things like that from somebody that's supposed to be in a position of trust and a higher position, you know, uh, for instance, in, in where I work. So you report that up up the chain and, and nothing's done. So what, what do you do? How do you keep yourself positive? <laughs> so, and it's not easy. And so I'm, I'm really asking the question, not just rhetorically, if any of you have any better answers than what I have, I would certainly like to know. For me, I go about something that we talked about in an earlier podcast. Uh, one of our where one of our podcasts where Albert Pike talked about the Freemason uh, having our compass pointed towards duty, which would be the true north of the Freemason. And no matter what happens around us, we focus on duty. But it's kind of a, a double-edged sword because one of the duties of a, of a Freemason is to confront injustice wherever you go. <laughs> 
<laughs> and to make sure that those around us and society in general, uh, it's a Masonic duty to, to call out the uh, injustices and attempt to make things right, to, to attempt to make the world a more just place. So where I want where I'm falling a little bit short in my own psyche is is that enough is that enough for me to report it and hope things get done about it and then focus on my other duties again as a freemason which is to make sure that I'm a beacon of of uh, of peace and and of love for my fellow human being and for, you know, the crows and squirrels that like to visit my backyard. <laughs> so, is that enough? And I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say that maybe it has to be. Um, and it's not just happening around me in, in a, you know, in a personal way. But it seems like we see a lot of injustice going on from people that are supposed to be the the uh, the beacon of light, you know, supposed to be the leaders. And it just seems like that for everywhere we look nowadays, they get they, you just see people getting away with things that there would be no way in hell that you or I as regular you know, people, <laughs> um, run-of-the-mill uh, people, just no connections or anything. There's no way in hell that we would get a away with the things that I think we're all witnessing lately. And how frustrating is this? How frustrating is this? And I wish I had something to say where it felt like I had an answer or something to say where we, I, I could help us all feel better together. There's nothing you can say. But also as I search myself and I search my own spiritual beliefs, I come up with this. And this is how maybe I sleep at night. Ultimately, I am responsible for what I do. In the face of things that are unjust, if I look the other way and don't even attempt to make it right, I'm basically responsible for that. I have to answer for that either on a spiritual plane or either on our physical plane here. I have to answer that. Well, what did you do about it? Well, I looked the other way, you know, but that's no good. What did you do about it? Well, I reported it. At that point, do I have any more responsibility? I guess I don't. I guess once I take that responsibility and put my own neck on the line, basically, and say, this happened over here, um, and something needs to be done, nothing gets done. Have I done everything that I can do? And I, I think I can 
what I where I sleep at night is is that I know that I've done everything I can do to try to make situations correct around me. And when you do that, a lot of times you stand on on your own and you don't have anything anybody backing you up because it's so much easier for society and for people around you just to look the other way and walk on and somehow translate that, you know, you, the person that's the upstander, you, the person that's reporting, you are the troublemaker. (laughs) And I guess to an extent, maybe you are, but that's what John Lewis called good trouble, in my opinion. (laughs) So... But you're not wrong. We're not the troublemakers. We're the ones on the right side of this. And as time goes on, we will find out that those who stood up for the in, uh, to report the uh, injustice, to report the vulgarity, to report to report things that aren't right, time will show that we're the right. We're on the right course. We will answer. Uh, to whomever we need to answer to on this plane or or the next realm, we'll be able to to answer that we did the right thing. And it is the right thing. So I ramble here, but I, if anybody has any advice, encouragement, I certainly would like to to hear you know from you. Um, you can always direct message me uh, at Twitter, um, at you Freemason is the Twitter handle there. If you would like to, to direct message me um, and help me through this, I would appreciate that more than I can tell you. <laughs> Even a word of encouragement would be nice. Um, anyway, let's all hang in there together. And as, you know, as I said, it's not just a personal thing. We're all witnessing it on a uh, national and international scale things are not these are not correct um, times that we are living through these are this is not the way things are supposed to be but here we are so we've got to uh, hunker down and uh, get through this together okay it was good to get that um, off my chest (laughs) I appreciate you uh, putting up with it Uh, When we return after a message from our sponsor, Anchor Podcast app, and also our moment of GOAT, um, we're going to read a segment from Albert Pike's Magnum Opus, Chapter 16, and discuss the spiritual realm that surrounds us all, even though we are apt to ignore it. This is the Universal Freemason Podcast. I'll be right back. Okay, we're back and uh, welcome back from that break in our moment of GOAT, which uh, I may be the only podcast out here with our moment of GOAT. I'm not sure of that, but uh, I'm proud of it if I am. Uh, I, I want to thank everybody for uh, 14,500 plays since uh, March of 2020. Uh, thank you so much. I want to take this uh, opportunity also to um, let everyone know that I'm in the very early stages of writing a book about 
my own Masonic journey. And uh, it's also going to be a book about advice for uh, for new for people who are newly. How should I put this? For new lodge members or people who are considering um, joining a lodge, there'd be some advice on that and what you can expect and some questions that um, I suggest that um, a a new uh, candidate would ask people in a lodge that they're considering joining. Um, There is a a difference between lodge members and, uh, and Freemasons. Uh, sometimes they're one and the same sometimes not so much <laughs> so and it's uh i always get people that get a little bit sideways with me when i say that but it's true um and the book will cover that exactly what i mean and i also may talk about that on an upcoming podcast too um but that book will be out as an ebook form and uh i'm thinking it'll be late next year 2023 or maybe early uh, 2024 so i'll uh, keep everyone apprised of uh, what's going on uh, with that and uh, so uh, here we are Um, this is our segment where we talk about magnum opus by albert pike and this is the uh, 16th degree which is also called the uh, princes of jerusalem degree and I, I scoured the uh, I scoured Magnum Opus for this degree, and there's really a lot of things in here that I wouldn't really be too comfortable, uh, I guess, interpreting. And just to uh, keep with my obligation as a Freemason. Um, I would say that you're welcome to read the whole degree yourself um, by purchasing Magnum Opus, which you can do. Um, uh, just a quick um, web search would let you do that. But I did want to, as, as I'm not comfortable sharing all of my interpretations for the, this degree, and don't ask me to explain exactly why, it's just a feeling that I have this time. <laughs> and you'll rarely have hear me say that, but um, that's where I'm at right now. But I did pick up on a part of this degree in the lecture that I feel like would, I feel that uh, would be helpful to almost anybody that, that heard that heard these words. And it's right along the same line of Manly P. Hall, where he wrote, I believe it was in The Secret Teachings of All Ages, but I, I might be also getting these words mixed up with something he wrote in uh, The Lost Keys of Freemasonry. So I'll have to go back and, and double-check to get that right, exactly where it came from. But Manly P. Hall did did write that. Um, the true Mason is a brother to all living things. And also Manly P. Hall wrote that the spirit of the Creator is manifested upon almost everything that we observe. 
And he went on to talk about when we observe the, for instance, the wind um, gently blowing through the leaves of the tree, through the branches of a tree, or through a pine tree, that is the gentleness of, of the Spirit of God, or the Spirit of the Creator. Um, the way a bird would fly and the, the song of a bird uh, are, would be also be a manifestation of a voice of the Creator. Um, I happen to love squirrels, and whenever I see a squirrel in my backyard, and they come to get peanuts from me and water in this terrible heat. I don't, I see the, the squirrel, as silly as it may sound, but I see the squirrel and the way the squirrel acts as a spiritual um, act. I see the squirrel as a manifestation of an act of the creator. The curiousness, the, the, um, the, intelligence, I see that as an act, as a manifestation from the Creator. Now, having said that, um, Albert Pike wrote in Magnum Opus, and this is in, uh, uh, this is in the 16th degree, this is page 250 uh, of Magnum Opus. And Albert Pike wrote this, and which goes along with what Manly P. Hall wrote about manifestations of the Creator. And he wrote this, a, a world of spiritual objects, influences, and relations lies around us all. We all vaguely deem it to be so. But he only lives a charmed, a charmed life like that of a genius and poetic and poetic inspiration who communes with the spiritual. Who communes with the spiritual scene around him. Hears the voice of the spirit in every sound, sees its signs in every passing form of things, and feels its impulse in all action, passion, and being. Very near to us lie the minds of wisdom, Unsuspected, they lie all around us. There is a secret in the simplest things, a wonder in the plainest, a charm in the, dull, in the dullest. So let me read that again. A world of spiritual objects, influences, and relations lies around us all. We all vaguely deem it to be so. But he only lives a charmed life like that of a genius and poetic inspiration who communes with the spiritual scene around him, hears the voice of the spirit in every sound, sees its signs in every passing form of things, and feels its impulse in all action, passion, and being. Very near to us lie the minds of wisdom. Unsuspected, they lie all around us. There is a secret in the simplest things, a wonder in the plainest, and a charm in the dullest. Well, I think that's um, one of the most inspiring uh, paragraphs that I've that I've read in probably the last six months. <laughs> when we realize that where we are 
as a human being. We lie in the in the uh, form. Uh, we are both physical and spiritual. And when you take a minute and just be still and just look and observe, it is amazing the uh, spiritual nature that is all around us that we can observe. Um, I remember uh, just recently um, uh, helping my wife get some exercise outside. Uh, we were in the backyard. We were going up and down the stairs um, to help her get um, uh, strengthen her heart. And I took a minute in the driveway, and we just stopped and looked. And what what did we see? We saw hummingbirds that are whipping around us that we didn't even know were out there. Um, of course, the squirrel was chirping in the tree. We had the uh, we have crows that like to visit us, and the crows were there. And then there was a rustling in the pine tree from 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 some wind. <laughs> and we looked at each other, and 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 we discussed that. It's like you know, if you just take a minute, just take a minute, be still, observe. Amazing, the spiritual atmosphere that abounds around us i mean these are things that the creator made for you know for his own enjoyment and for the enjoyment and and of mankind so we take a minute and we observe and we breathe and it's amazing what what we see and really that's uh that's all I have today from chapter 16. Um, I hope that in uh, in your daily life, you'll be able to just take a minute, breathe, observe, and remember, and, you know, keep this in mind. Observe with the intent that you're looking at manifestations from the Creator. This is the Creator speaking to us all through nature. And also, let's not forget that our fellow human being has lessons for us to learn um, as well. So it's an important to, to observe, um, you know, our fellow uh, human, um, find out where they're coming from, what inspires you about them, and let's hold each other up. Uh, it is tough times that we're going through. Uh, I appreciate everybody uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, happy Labor Day! Um, I appreciate the uh, the labor movement that was uh, that my grandfather and my father um, helped to uh, move forward. That has in turn uh, helped to protect us all as we go about our our work. And I want to say Happy Labor Day as. Um, to uh, to all the union members and all the workers, uh, non-union alike, that are out there today uh, trying to uh, make our world uh, better by means of, um, of giving us eight hours plus a day uh, of their time uh, to help move society forward. My name is J.T. Asher. This has been the Universal Freemason Podcast. Go in peace, so mote it be.